And if some of you are wondering how high my blood pressure was before I lost 45 pounds and was doing that every day, my blood pressure when I went to the emergency room was uh, 215 over 123. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's, that's high. Like I TQ blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, happy new year, everyone. This is uh, Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. And with me as always, Will Brenton. And uh, we're here for the Hobbyplex show podcast. We took a week off to enjoy Christmas and New Year's. And now we're now we're back. Yeah. What'd you get for Christmas? Oh, boy. What didn't I get? I got a new space heater for uh, my basement. Oh, uh, shop thing and it's like one of those infrared ones and it has like bluetooth where i can use it on my phone and stuff and nice. a remote let's say get my mom got me socks and a t-shirt and my grandma gave me some money she always gives me like 100 bucks for my birthday and christmas every year i wish i had a grandma yeah i love my grandma it's true i just <laughs> i bought a whole bunch of scooter stuff yeah like on black friday so that like i got a it was 15% off, but when you're spending a thousand bucks or so, it go, it like really takes a lot off. Yeah. And I was like, Hey Aaron, can I like buy all this stuff and just have it be my Christmas present? She's like, well, how much is it? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know, 600 bucks. And like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just bought a whole bunch of scooter stuff. And, um, what else did I get? Uh, my mom got me a gift card for some new shoes and wearing the same shoes forever. But I don't wear my shoes all day. Like I wear boots at work. So mm. I usually get a solid year out of a pair of shoes, maybe longer. What's that kid? I didn't get any RC stuff. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't either. I got like a whole bunch of cool items. Like I got a bottle of whiskey. I haven't opened it yet. I don't know. It's like from Colorado. Oh, uh, my brother-in-law got us one of those like they sell them on Rogan's podcast or they talks about them. They're like those bidet things that like clip onto the back of your toilet and like squirt your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you like turn a dial on it. I got one of those. That sounds fantastic. I put that on. You, know, you just get home from the day, day at work and you don't even have to go to the bathroom, but maybe you just want to clean your butt and just go up there. That's and true. Clean your butt real quick. And that yeah. is, a, that is, I don't know if women have that problem, but men definitely have that problem. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have a problem. I mean, I never did before. But no, well, like, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. I got one of those, and or we we did. Try to think if there's anything else. I got some beef jerky. You know, just cool stuff. I got a dash cam. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, my like wife, cop, like cops, cop style. Well, uh, I don't know. It's really clear though. But my my wife found my wife found a refurbished uh, dash cam duo. So there was two cameras. So she put one on her car and then I got the other one and, hmm. uh, it wasn't very expensive. Um, I've been looking at them. I've been wanting one for a while because I started thinking about all the stuff that I've, that I've witnessed over the last couple of years. Like, like when you and I were coming back from, uh, from Chi town and that guy mm -hmm. was, uh, going the wrong way. Going the wrong way. State. Yeah. And, uh, when I came back from St. Louis two years ago, this car that passed me in the left lane he must've fell asleep or something. And his car went full speed into the, into the ditch. And I was shocked that it didn't hit anything. 
And then when I stopped and went to go find, you know, see if he was okay, the dude jumped out of the car, looked at me and then ran off. So I don't know if the car was stolen or maybe he was just high on drugs or something. I saw that. And then there was this, uh, like drunk driver in an ice storm a couple of years ago that, that I called 911 on and followed for a while. And then he ended up crossing the center line and before, you know, before I could get anybody to come out and, and, you know, pull them over or whatever. And I started thinking about all that stuff and I'm like, I want a dash cam. So I got yeah. one now. I got one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got, now uh, nothing will happen to you. Yeah, exactly. That's how it usually works. Um, and then I got a $20 gift card from, uh, from my wife, a $50 gift card from my stepdad. Oh, I got a Randy shirt, which I was going to wear tonight. Yeah. And, uh, Randy from South park. And, yeah. uh, but I'm building the track and I was at the track for a meeting and then I was at the track, you know, work on the track. So I didn't want to mess up my Randy shirt cause it's blue and it's a really nice blue and I, I didn't want to mess it up. So I'll wear it next week. And then finally, um, I got, I also got a new pair of shoes. Nice. What kind? Vans. Nice. But the thing is, is like, I'm not going to wear them because it's crappy out right now. I don't want to get them all dirty. Yeah. So that was about it. Nice. I think my sister got me a South Park shirt too, I think, but it's not here yet. It's in Kansas city. Apparently I I'm guessing she's like, your presence's not here yet. It's in Kansas city. And I was like, Oh, and I was just, I assume that's what it was because I asked specifically for a Randy shirt. And then the other shirt was, uh, was Stan wearing a mask going, I just want my life back. Yeah. So hopefully that's it. If not, I, I still won't be disappointed because I, I, any sort of present I get, I'm happy. So would that shirt have been from the COVID special? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just want my life back. Yeah. Yep. So we had a good, uh, good Christmas. Um, basically worked the rest of the week. New Year's, we were super busy. New Year's Eve, we were super busy. Yeah. Whew. Hold on a second. Cause I'm on the, on the chat, Shane Alberico is going nuts because he wants me to, uh, to give him his, his tracking number for his truck. So we had those uh, B 17 Bettys still in stock and yeah. uh, his dad paid for one and I shipped it today and uh, I was going to text David the uh, tracking number, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm just going to say to Shane, dude, relax. It's on its way. I will get your, I will get your dad, the shipping number. Yeah. Daniel Bender just texted me like three times and then <laughs> like, I just let it sit there cause I'm doing this. Yeah. And, uh, now he just texted me a question mark. He's a texter. He likes to it's drop like, those. He, he likes to drop those little question marks. If you don't answer them right away. That, that or, uh, every time that you answer him, he gives you a thumbs up. Do mm-hmm. so you have like, like quite question, answer, thumbs up, question, answer, thumbs up, like over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, we're busy. This is our time. Everybody that's on right now, there's 19 people on uh, on the stream. Uh, thanks for tuning oh, in. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. really appreciate it. I know I had told everybody that we're going to do the one of the drawings tonight, but we got so much stuff to talk about, and I have to go right back to the track. I'm, I'm, I'm basically building a half a new track for the Techno Series, so I'm not really prepared to do any of that tonight. So yeah, hopefully you're not here for that. But uh, it, it, we'll get to it next week when, when things are a lot calmer. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. We, we were so crazy at the Plex this weekend. And yeah. uh, the world, the RC world's been a little crazy. I don't know. There's just, uh, where do you want to start? 
I mean, we could talk talk about like the moving around to the people silly season. Yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> you know, Actually, they're not, not really many big chassis moves, right? Not too many. Cavalier to Losi. Yeah. Cavalier Losi is probably the biggest one. Not to, yeah. not, not to discount anybody else, but I mean, that was the one that was like, Oh, that and him going uh, back to pro line as yeah. well. I mean, it's kind of, kind of neat. You kind of knew tire wise. I, I was surprised by that because I thought that he had a good thing going with raw speed and uh, he was kind of their signature driver. Yeah. It was kind of like he just got there. Yeah. At least that's what I, I felt like, like he'd pretty much went to raw speed and then uh, went to pro line. Um, it could have had, to, I think it had something to do with the deal. Yeah, of course. Maybe, maybe like since horizon hobby owns pro line now. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, like, Hey, you're running low C cars. How about these uh, pro line tires? And you know, you can't really fault them there. No, that it's probably all it is. We had a manager's meeting today and one of the things that we talked about was how much more we can do with ProLine now that horizon, you know, has them as far as, as far as event, you know, event sponsorships and stuff like that. Cause now, you know, it's not just, you know, when I, the thing, like when I accost companies for stuff, I only cost companies that we sell, right. I'm not going to go, you know, if we don't sell, you know, Bob's backyard shock pistons. I'm not going to go to, you know, Bob's backyard shop pistons and be like, give me some stuff. It doesn't work like that. So yeah. I, usually, I usually include a vague number of, you know, Hey, you know, we sell your stuff, you know, here, here's kind of a percentage of, 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 uh, where, how you guys are doing this year. It's usually up, you know, just cause sales have been good. And, uh, and that's, you know, usually all they can go really go by. Well now, I mean, horizon knows how well, how well we do, you know, we're, we're one of the better hobby stores in the country. So should be a little easier. Yeah. Joey Carlson's on, on the YouTube chat and he just, he, he reminded me that Brock Champlin not being an associated either. That's a big one. I think. Yeah. And he hasn't said where he's going yet. Has he? Nope. I don't know anything about that. I didn't even, I didn't even know that he'd left until uh, somebody texted me about it. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea. Why would I know? Yeah. The TLR thing with, with Cav, it's, it's interesting. Cause that's kind of where he started out way back in the day, back when he w- actually was Pudge, you know, he's not, he's not Pudge anymore. He's, he's all fit and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a fully encompassing race program, eight scale, 10 scale pro line, you know, sticking with much, truck, sticking with much more for electronics. So it's interesting. I think S works has been, I would say a brand that's on its way up when you, wouldn't you agree with that? I would say so. I mean, it's, it's kind of, kind of one of those brands that is probably like centralized in pockets around the country, you yeah. know, like you might go somewhere in Texas or somewhere in, you know, New York area or something like that. And, you know, it's probably more like eight scale oriented stuff. Yeah. I thought, oh yeah. Didn't they have, didn't they have that four wheel drive? They have a four wheel drive the, and a prototype two wheel drive. Yeah. Didn't they have that four wheel drive before that one that had like a pillow ball front yeah. suspension? Yep. Remember, uh, yeah. uh, 
gosh darn it, what was his name? Josh, um, Josh Hall used to used to have it one of the plugs yeah. back when back when like back when like Rob and 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 uh, and Jim and Don and all those guys were running the Hot Bodies four wheel drive. I think Josh had oh, the really? uh, Josh had the S Works car. Huh. I didn't know that. And I used to make fun of him. I used to make fun of him for having the Truggy because it looked like a giant. Now I can't say it. <laughs> a giant thing that swims into eggs in a woman's hoo-ha. <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> and it was painted white, which didn't help. So, anyways, interesting. Yeah, totally interesting. Uh, yeah. The okay. So then the uh, yeah, the the Champlin thing is weird. I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by that one. X-ray, maybe? I mean, if we were to speculate, speculate? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's after the first of the year. I don't I don't know where he's... I don't know where he'd go. Yeah, I got me. I mean, usually stuff's kind of announced and over with by now. Yeah. One, one that I haven't seen any, like, uh, movement on is uh, uh, Mayfield. I don't think Mayfield's going anywhere. He's just going to keep running Yokomo stuff. I, I bet you he goes, I bet you he, he runs whatever he feels like for 10 scale. Oh really? Yeah. That'd be cool. I I think that'd, that'd be awesome. I, I, I bet you that's what happens. He's going to take yeah. the Jared, the Jared route. Jared, Jared's got an awesome thing going with techno and then he can run whatever tool drive he wants. Yeah. No, that, that would be badass. And then I bet you, I bet you, I, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily know how that works. But I would assume that that let's say he wants to drive a B six two, I bet you he could just call up and say, "Hey, it's Ryan Mayfield. I want a B six two. Can you send me one?" <laughs> you know, that'd be that'd be cool. I would I would assume that that it, it could work like that. So I don't. I I bet you that's if if he's not with Yokomo, I bet you that's what happens because I don't I don't see him leaving Mugen with with Adam Drake remaining at Mugen. And I, I don't either. Like that, that's what I was, I just kind of wondered what he was going to do. Yeah. But there's been a lot of jumping shit from Yokomo, which we've talked about on here before, which is, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. I don't have any inside information or anything. I'm just an observer. And then the yeah. Proline thing, the Proline thing we kind of knew was going to happen once, once, once Horizon, you know, became, became the owner. I, yeah. You know, you, you kind of felt like there was a lot of, okay, well, we're going to go do this then. Yeah. I was surprised to see Ty Tessman leave ProLine. Yeah. Cause they were, they were involved with ProLine for so long. Yeah. Like, but, that, but there's that, a that pretty substantial me. conflict of interest there. Sure. You, you know, with that too, but it, I, I mean, he hasn't announced what tires he's going to run either. Mm-hmm. Has he? Yeah. So, Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So I guess it's a good time to be an AK driver or J concepts driver. Even, uh, is it hot laps? The name um, of that, that other, that, uh, Mark Pavitas is, is, is hot race, inter- hot race. There you go. Yeah. Cause that, that was kind of like your prediction. Like you'd see a lot of people that run eights, they're heavy and eight scale go to hot race. Yeah. Doesn't Ron Falk run hot race? No idea. I thought, I think, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. He posted a picture of his 10 scale car with foam tires on it. Yeah, I saw that. He also had this really cool jacket with like embroidered stuff on it. I want, that's what I want. I, I want an embroidered Hobbyplex jacket. That'd be cool. 
Yeah. Uh, did we miss anybody? There was a, there's, there's a random question on here. Uh, wondering about Chris Rose, but I, I don't know anything. I'm Who? Not. Chris Rose. I think he's a California guy. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The name's familiar. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to show that we're not ignoring the chat. <laughs> yeah. We try some stuff for, we're two Midwest boys. Yeah. By the way, Have your voice heard. You're the only associated driver in Nebraska. Me? Aren't you? Kyle. Oh, Kyle too. So you and Kyle, that's it. Right. As far as I know. I was yeah, crazy. For a, while it, for a while, it for the longest time, it was just me. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause I, we were, um, uh, on Saturday, you know, we had a big turnout and there was, but then I started thinking about it and, uh, Mason, Tom, Ashton and Aiden Olson were here, um, all day Friday practicing mm-hmm. out on the dirt. And then, yeah. then they ran some laps on the layout after I got it done. And I was like, man, uh, uh, there's four TLR guys here right now. And then I'm like, Ashton and, and Aiden make two. I'm like, that's the most we've had here since it was me and Aiden there for a little bit before I left. And yeah. then you count Tom and then you count Mason from Des Moines. And then now you got Trevor Paul as well for Dodge. He, he's, he signed us a, a TLR thing and then you had Brian Vaez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until I was like two years ago or three years ago, Kyle got on with associated. Yeah. I think the, that's yeah, right. I was it. I was it for, uh, that long. For the longest time I was the only TLR, uh, driver in Nebraska. Yeah. And, uh, now that was going to Aiden and now Aiden's got, uh, Ashton with him too. So now they got kind of like a team thing going. It's nice. Yeah. They seem to work. Mm-hmm. They seem to work really well together. Yeah. No, I, Sure. And then Ashton's fast, so he'll get that car figured out too. We'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah. There's going to be buttloads of people here this weekend. Coronavirus update. Nebraska's lifted their uh, restrictions to 75% capacity for all events. Mm-hmm. So that means, I mean, we, we don't have seating enough for 75% of our capacity. So it's going to be full more than yeah. likely we have 140 pit spots. So if we hit that this weekend, Oh my gosh, that's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've been working on my four wheel here. I got it all put together and oh. right, right, freshened up and ready to go, um, to come up and start club racing again. Yeah. I got my car uh, fixed. You know, I haven't freshened it up, but I did fix it. Yeah. I did the whole drivetrain and shock o rings and diff stuff. And mm. I need to order some diff gaskets. Uh, when I put the center diff back together, I put too much, like, because I just like pack in the 500 weight yeah. oil in there. 500,000. Uh, yeah, 500,000. Yeah, I, t- I tightened it down and it split the gasket because I, I had so much oil in there. <laughs> like the oil pushing out split the gasket apart. Oh my gosh. I just, so I'm looking at my phone for a second and, uh, my third grade teacher liked my post from last night. Oh, nice. I'm so excited. Well, and I, and I, and I just thought like it was like, yeah, it's got 500,000 in there. It ain't going to leak. And I come back the next day and it's like running out or uh, split at. <laughs> nice. 
So yeah, well, yeah it's, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, it's only. <laughs> well, there you go. I think those are just about all the major moves. We'll find out where we'll talk about the other ones that are left kind of up in the air, I guess, when it comes down to it, there's no Reedy race this year. So I guess CRCRC is kind of the first, the first big the one kickoff. where you get to yeah. see what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's our race, right? There's no, no Reedy race. So then if you really look at it, it's CRC and then us and we're full. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, we're about halfway paid up. There's about 150 uh, of those entries that haven't been paid yet. So, yeah, that so that leaves about maybe 60 people. I think that still need to get paid. Otherwise, they're going to be booted. Right. And there's a I lot. There's I a lot. Paid. There's a lot of antsy people <laughs> on the waiting list. Yeah, I've been. I've been. It, it's funny how there's been bribery attempts. <laughs> yeah and i'm just like nope sorry i can't do that wouldn't be fair you know try to keep this on the up and up well i was i was talking to uh thomas train today and he was like how do i get into the race i was like eh, i just text alex tell him i said it was cool <laughs> <laughs> well okay so here's here's the deal how how that works so basically if we move some stuff around, we actually have like 145 pit spots, right? So I had, I limited the race to 140 uh, people, 140 people. And then Jake, basically I left those five spots for J concepts guests is what I called it. So Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Mayfield's one of them, that kid from, uh, I think he's from Sacramento, Kyle can't remember his last name right now. Darn the it. team powers guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Layton Layton. And then I think, uh, I think Spencer is, is coming, I think, um, or at least I was told. So that leaves a little bit of wiggle room, but, but that's it. I mean, I, after that, we don't have, we don't have the space and we're not going to put anybody on their carpet. Right. I've, I've had that too. It's like, well, how can you just don't put tables on the carpet? Well, it's because our carpet costs freaking $9,000. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to risk getting it ruined. Plus the seats, they poke, you know, they push down and they poke little pokies in the carpet and it takes weeks for that to, to come out and it's just not good yeah. for it. And then all the dirt, you just can't do that. Yeah. It's not, it, it, even if you put plastic down, it still affects yeah, it. So exactly. So it is what it is. Uh, January 18th. That's, uh, that's when I'll purge all the non-paid entries from the J concepts race. And then I'll fill them in from the wait list. There's 23 people on the wait list as of right now. Woo. So. No long list. Yeah. And then I've had a few questions uh, about the schedule. And there mm-hmm. is practice on Thursday. It starts at 4 p.m. Thursday at 4. I took Thursday off work. Yeah. Too. So Thursday, four, I think it's 4 to 9 is what I have on RC sign up. And then there's controlled practice on Friday, followed by seating. Uh, Friday night and then three rounds of qualifying on Saturday. So yeah. And then, and then Sunday mains haven't had one of these in a long time. So yeah, I started mounting all, mounting all my practice tires to mm-hmm. get ready for the race. Yeah. And my, uh, my other tires, they should be here tomorrow. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta place a order through J concepts for myself for me and Emerson of what, whatever's available. 
I, I actually did that back in, uh, I ordered 10 scale tires back in November. Yeah. What, uh, I ordered mine December 12th and I'm just getting them tomorrow. Mm. I didn't, I did golds, mostly golds for myself, but uh, I'll probably have some silvers too. Yeah, I have, well, I, I didn't realize it, but I had like seven sets of golds already mm. for a two wheel and, uh, uh, front and rear. And then I had, uh, four sets of four wheel drive tires, front and rear and gold compound. So I actually probably didn't even need tires. I like, Oh shoot. Look at all these tires I got. And, uh, but I ordered some silver just to have, uh, in case we need them. See, I have a feeling that you could start on silver and then the track's going to groove up some and then you're going to go to gold. Yeah. But I don't know. I say that. And then like during the summer series, there was times that like the track wasn't quite there yet and you could run brand new gold. So they're better than new silvers. Yeah. And, and silver slicks didn't work either. Well, uh, so Saturday night of, let me look at the schedule because I, the way I see it is there's no other way around this. This is a 300 something entry race. You have to treat it like it's Aurora national. So I'm not, I can't just take, you know, two days or three days to get the track done. I've got to really make sure because in case something goes wrong, you got to get, you got to leave some room there. Um, but also there's quite a bit of work to do. So Saturday night on the 30th, I'm going to go out there and uh, start tearing the track up and I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, till up the whole thing, the straightaway, everything. I normally don't do that because it saves me a whole lot of time. Um, you know, if the straightaway is somewhat fine, I'll, you know, I'll usually leave it alone, but for this, everything's going to get tilled up. So the, all the dirt's going to be fresh. And, uh, I do think silvers will be what everybody will definitely start on no matter what. I'm curious to see, and it all depends on the outside temperature too how cold mm-hmm. it is. If it's really, really cold, I mean, we could probably go to slicks. Don't you think? I don't know. It depends on the, how wet the dirt is. It's been, there's been times that there's, there's been times there's frost on the track and you run treads. Yeah. It's been know? so long since we've had a 10 scale dirt race in the wintertime period. Yeah. You know, are you, are you, are you going to stay wet the track? Yes. Okay. That yes, actually treated it last night with some too. Okay, because it's been Do a you while. Like in, it was my experience when you stayed wet that when you'd stay wet the track, it takes gold compound. Right, like it just takes gold. But uh, that's not to say silver slicks would. It was also really hot out. Be, yeah, it was, but there's times that it wasn't either. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to say. I would definitely bring both compounds. Yeah, that's true. What's new? Uh, well, before we get into race stuff, um, we got in the, uh, the Losi trucks today. Oh, nice. The big monster trucks. And I, really? haven't, yeah, I haven't even got a chance to look at them yet. Uh, I know we've, we've got already, when I left, uh, to come here, I know we had a couple on hold and I know we had already sold one. So Hopefully there'll be one where I can do an unboxing on it. We're a little late to the party there because all the other popular RC YouTubers got, you know, samples of those things before anybody else did. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least I'll be able to really look at it, get a good look at it before they're all gone. 
for the first shipment at least. So that was exciting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Did I tell you we got in our T six twos? Yeah. Was it? Oh yeah. Was it during Christmas? Like right before Christmas, I think something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else that was new, new that had really come out. Oh, the night vapors came in. <laughs> oh, they're making those again. Yeah. Well, they, they're not, well, I guess they don't call it a night. Va- well, maybe they do call it a night vapor. Yeah. It's a redone vapor. It's supposed to be a little bit stronger than the old ones and it has lights on it. So it could be a night vapor. Oh, that's cool. But they're cool. They're cheap and they're uh, not cheap as in crappy, but, but they're, they're inexpensive little indoor flyers. Yeah. I could be tempted to get another one of those just, just to fly around. I had one and there was this uh, extremely high pitched prop that you can get or you could get from the Ember. Like the, that was the other micro flyer high wing. And it was uh, a shorter prop, but it had more pitch. And that thing would, would, uh, you could do loops. And when you do a loop with it, with the vapor, it's like the wing or the top wing is just like this parachute canopy mm-hmm. looking thing. And it would do loops and like, you could see that thing just like bend at like nearly a Y and then <laughs> come back down. I used to go out with mine, uh, in the, like late at night when the wind was calm and do mm-hmm. little loops around my, uh, light pole outside. Yeah. I used to fly mine in my basement. I tried flying mine <laughs> in my basement and it was, it was too fast, but I didn't know how to fly very well back then too. So it could have been that. And then the other thing that I did was, uh, for a little while there, we had these neighbors that used to have drunk parties all the time. Yeah. When we first moved in and, uh, <laughs> one night I got that thing really high up in the air and I kind of like let it float kind of over their house while they were having a party. And I heard, Oh my God, what is that? Come here, look. <laughs> and everybody started freaking out. And then I, then I brought it back over and brought it back down and it kind of, it, it was funny. It turned into a thing for about 10 minutes. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I used to like my vape when we fly them at the store, like the you know the the like the signs that had the chains yeah. that hung down and held held them from the ceiling. We used to try to fly those through the the all the chains, like and how many loop how many like laps you could do. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like vapor Red Bull Flutog racing. <laughs> yeah. They're fun. I need to get a I need to get another plane. Well, I don't really need another plane. What am I saying? I barely get a chance to fly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try really hard to fly more next year. Yeah. And bike more so I can get skinny again. Yeah. Get a scooter. We'll see. I actually forgot to mention pivot lending on our intro. I'm dumb. That's no, okay. Yeah, David Olson was supposed to be here tonight. He had, he had asked me on Saturday if he could come in and hang out with us. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Come on in. And, uh, gosh, darn it. It's you you take a week off and you forget how to intro a show the right way. Yeah. So for all of you, there's 23 on right now. And then there'll be more, of course, when we do the actual podcast, but, uh, this podcast is brought to you by pivot lending group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you, uh, mention our show and you work out a deal for a uh, home loan or refinance or something, $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your rate. Let's go to a pivot lending break while we uh, get ready for some race results. There was a lot of racing going on at the Plex this week, so. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a pivot lending update with Dave Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. 
Okay, this is uh, David Olson with Pivot Lending, and I'm here with John Zoller, also with Pivot Lending here in Omaha and supports our Nebraska operations, Iowa operations. So, with the tax law changes, I want to kind of get into writing off interest on your mortgage. I know for years and years and years that was appealing and probably uh, had most folks gravitating towards a home purchase was picking up the write off on your Schedule A. For the interest uh, in 2018, that changed to a higher general deduction. You can still write your interest off, but they took away the non-reimbursed business expense piece in the Schedule A. So it's tougher to, uh, as a joint couple, and Stacy, my wife and I fall into this. Um, without the non-reimbursed business expenses, we're better off taking the twenty-four thousand four hundred as a joint couple. So we're no longer writing off our mortgage interest. So uh, we're looking for ways to have the highest possible return on investment for somebody that's a homeowner or thinking about homeowning. I, I know just kind of watching the market shift around with rates, uh, you know, 15 year rates being in the twos now, 26 years, I've never seen this. And I, I think besides your standard purchase transaction, in your standard refinance transaction of just dropping a, you know, potentially 30 year into another 30 year with a lower rate and throwing out the idea of writing off your mortgage interest because you're taking the standard deduction single is 18,350. Let's talk about a few benefits. So, and, and Don, I'll let you kind of kick off the possibility of somebody refinancing out of a higher termed note. So let's just say if you're, you're on a 20, 25 year, 27, 30 year mortgage right now, is it possible to get down to that 15 range? And with the same payment, using that two and a half, two seven five, two eight seven five interest rate. Well, obviously, like you said, Dave, um, in the past, the idea was to keep that mortgage so that you have that interest write off on your taxes, since that's not really applicable anymore for most people with the, the higher deductions. The idea now is to go ahead and get that mortgage paid off as quickly as possible so that you get to the point where you can retire and not right. have a house payment. Rates are ridiculously low right now. Obviously, if you're in a 30 year, you can a lot of times go to a 15 year right now, pay it off that much faster. And you're looking at pretty close to the same payment as you're paying right now on a 30 year. Right. So a lot of people in a 30 year are in the fours or high threes, you can get down in two, two and a half, 2.625 on a 15 year. And you're not really changing your payment a whole lot, but you're knocking about 15 years off the life of your loans. And is it safe to say the higher the balance on the mortgage, the more sense it makes to even look at this just because Absolutely. of yeah, the interest has such a larger impact. So for example, if you had a $50,000 mortgage or a $300,000 mortgage, you're going to see a significant advantage on that 300,000 just based on the the amount you're paying on a monthly payment on that higher amount. And if you don't think you can pull off the 15 year, you can drop to a 20 too. The 20 rates are great too. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the play is to uh for for most of us and not all of us, but most of us are taking the standard deduction now. There's the, you know, single is 18350 and joint is 24,400. Uh, in lieu of the interest write-off. So the idea is to try to get your your loan down into that 15-year payoff range. 
Don can run any type or multiple scenarios for anybody that's listening. Uh, no obligation as far as credit pulls or application. Just give Don a call. My phone number is 402-715-9082. Those out there want to pay their mortgage off a little bit quicker, make sure you give Don a call, y'all. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. All right, what is Will doing? He's got his 2013 happy face on there when he won four-wheel drive. What do you what do you mean? Was that the was that the year that you <laughs> oh wait, was that the year that you jumped over the top of me on the last race of the year? We had that really awkward uh jump section in the back. Probably. Yeah, that would have been. It was between you and I, wasn't it? No, it was between David Fast and I. Was it really? Oh, no, you're right, because that was your I was still running truck that year. Yeah, that was the year. So we still had the oval in the center of the track. Yeah. And we had this giant jump that went like the entire length of the oval, Mm -hmm. but it was a pit. So it was like the pit was dug out and it was four wheel drive. You could just come whomping up to that thing and clear it. And I think that you could do it in four or in two wheel for like half the race. Mm. And, uh, uh, David jumped over me on the first lap cause I didn't do it on the first lap. Yeah. And then I, I jumped over him, uh, or I jumped past him on it. Like on the last few laps, I, I won. I say, I feel like I won every round. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. He might've got one, but I didn't have to race the last round. So that was a good feeling. Yeah. That was a good one. You, uh, th- those years. We we were still having the doors open back then, right? The track was that fairly would have dry. Been, I think the first year, no, the doors were still open then. Yeah, because I remember I ran uh, AKA soft compound handlebars, and I they slicked out in the middle. Yeah, and my car was like pulling wheelies with those things on, on uh, with the doors open, dry slick. It was pretty awesome. Super chat. We just got a $20 super chat. What? For yeah. who? This is now the biggest super chat we've ever had. We had a $10 one a couple times. Uh, Nick Nuthouse dropped a $20 super chat. It's not even, well, it's kind of a question. Um, sounds like uh, Alex is going to need some energy drinks with hours he's going to spend getting the track prepared for this race. Ain't that the truth? I'm surprised I haven't got any kidney stones yet. At my age, drinking all this crap I drink. And then uh, the actual <laughs> the actual question was, will we ever see a one-off mini, uh, mini, I assume, race on the dirt track? Oh, I don't know. But, but those are both your, your, your things. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I buy two Kickstarts a day normally. And... <laughs> And this, and it's a real problem because if you add it up, like I've, I've spent a lot of dumb money in my life, but I got, I got kicked. I got, okay. So I, I used to drink tons of Mountain Dew every day. Right. And then I'm, I'm like, ah, I need to stop drinking Mountain Dew. So then I started drinking diet Mountain Dew, uh, after my mom died and I got into this health kick, I started drinking diet Mountain Dew. Well, diet Mountain Dew is definitely not good for you either. So then I'm like, I don't really like the taste of diet Mountain Dew. It really is kind of gross. And so, uh, then they came out with this stuff and a regular energy drink, like a monster. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack, like seriously. So 
I tried this and it didn't have that effect and the taste kind of grew on you. So I've been buying two of these a day since 2013 and they're three bucks for two. So if you add it up 365 times three, it starts to screw with your head. You're like, holy crap, I'm spending like $1,200 a year on soda. Even on, <laughs> even on days you don't, even on days you don't work, you still drink, drink them. I try to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, cool. Casey's is right. Casey's is right down the street. So I, uh, I, I'm the worst on the like LaCroix water stuff. Yeah. Like I'll drink like two cases of that a week. But it, it's still only $7 for a case of it at Costco. But so here's the deal. You get me in a track build mode. I'll probably mm-hmm. sometimes I'll drink six a day. <laughs> two by noon. Usually I take a break somewhere three or four o'clock. I'll go to the gas station. Sometimes I got to get gas, you know, to fill up the tractor or whatever. And so yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just grab two. And then the next thing I know they're gone. And then usually by like 9 PM or 10 PM, I'm like, Oh, and I go to a gas station real quick and I'll buy another two and then I'll hammer those down. And then I usually get home at like 2 AM in the morning. Do, uh, I, w- I was drinking, uh, Red Bull, sugar-free Red Bull. That was my, my drink of, of, uh, uh, energy that yeah. I, I would drink and I don't drink it anymore because I'll die. Yeah. Uh, cause my blood pressure will go through the roof. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was drinking one, one 12 ounce or one 20 ounce every day. Yeah. And it like, it could have killed me. Yeah. I, 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 I've tried to cut back. So in the summertime, actually I shouldn't say when, in the summertime, spring and summertime when I'm riding my mountain bike a lot, and I drink a lot more water. Yeah. A lot of times I'll buy one. Con- I'll consciously try to cut back. I'll dry. I'll buy one and then I'll spend that other dollar 50 or whatever it is on like a 16 ounce water. And I'll drink those two together. And if some of you are wondering how high my blood pressure was before I lost 45 pounds and was doing that every day, uh, my blood pressure when I went to the emergency room was uh, uh, 215 over 123. Mm. Like <laughs> that's, that's high. Yeah. Like I TQ blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary. Anyway. That was that before or after my panic attack? Cause you and I both had little incidents there. It was after. And yeah. a lot of that was my work at the time. Uh, like after my boss got fired, my blood pressure went way down. I did. I could drop down my, uh, uh, medication too. Mm. After that, nice. <laughs> but anyway, well, anyways, uh, man, Nick, I don't even, I don't even know how to thank you guys. Uh, yeah, for these big super chats that we get, I, uh, I'm coming up with something soon. This channel is going to have a sticker sheet. So YouTube has a thing where you can be a member, and we're going to make it super cheap, like ninety nine cents or whatever. But we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we're going to ship out uh, sticker sheets to members, and uh, I'm trying to come up with. Um, uh, I sent off the email to get a, like a logo designed for some t-shirts and stuff too. So just hang in there. Yeah. Um, there'll be, there'll be uh, stickers for your car that you could yeah. put like right, right about, right about there. there. That'll say the hobby plus yeah. show and it'll have a little, <laughs> it's going to have like hopefully a little golden mic. It's going to be cool. And, yeah. uh, we're going to, we're going to make sure to get, have those available for all of us. So, so eventually we'll get there. And uh, that's, that's one thing going into 2021 now that we've been on for a year. I mean, this is, this is one year. Like we're not, how many weeks are in a year? 54? 52. 52. And we're on show 49. 
Yeah. So we're really close to, uh, to, to one year exactly with, you know, if you count the breaks or whatever. So there are a lot of good questions on here. We'll get to them at the end, uh, unless you drop a super chat, of course, but, um, thanks uh, Nick. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's, I don't even know what to say. Crazy. The winner is we had 111 entries at the, at the last syndicate race. Wow. This is, is this season four carpet crash in four? Yeah. So this is our fourth year of doing carpet off-road. And, and when we, when I first thought about doing carpet off-road, I could kind of see the, a trend in, in our sea of, of that type of racing starting and kind of picking up. Right. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, we can do that. We have a carpet track. We could totally do that. And so then we had to figure out, well, how do we, how are we going to make the jumps? How are we going to pick them up? Like tonight, the track is still actually on the track. I haven't picked it. I haven't picked it up yet. So, um, I got to get that done tomorrow at some point, um, or have people come out and help me get that done. Either way, I'm, I'm rambling on, but with a syndicate, I, I wanted to have something that was not, you know, it was kind of like the summer series, but the team associated summer series is kind of our like pinnacle event for the year, but I want to have something similar on the carpet side, but I didn't want to make a big hairy deal out of it. You know, we're only going to award top three. I'm not going to charge, you know, the extra that we charge for the summer series. So the first year, you know, we, we, we averaged about 50 entries a week for carpet racing. And then the next year, I think we were getting 60. And then the following year we were getting 60 to 70 for carpet club racing. And then our crash in had a hundred and something entries, I think 118 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then this year, I, I think, um, we got close to a hundred twice, but I don't think we ever, maybe one week we, we fell under 70 entries. But after that, I mean, we've been, we've just been going bonkers like bananas with, with, with the race entries. So I think, I think our carpet off roads pretty darn fun. I think, um, the way we have our jump set up and the way to, with the way we utilize the, the track, cause we have to share it with the on-road guys, you know, I don't know. I just think we're doing a good job. I hope we're doing a good job with it. It seems like we are. Otherwise I don't think we'd get the turnout we get. Right. You know? So this was the last one. So the way that we have it structured now, because we have this big dirt race right in the middle of February, one of the reasons why we started the syndicate was because the, our dirt track is, is awesome, but it's, it's at its best. I think let's say April through what, November, October. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I, I think once it starts getting really cold, you run into a little inconsistent racetrack because part of, you know, if it's 20 degrees out, the Northwest corner of the track is colder than the Southwest or Southeast corner of the track. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and then you have to deal with the roof drip too. And the only way to cure the roof drip is to either open the doors, which it's cold out. So we don't want to do that or don't water. And if you don't water, then the track turns to dust. Mm-hmm. So you, you get the roof drip. So I thought, well, carpet off-road would be way more consistent for all of us to do that in the winter time. And then, and then we'll just make the track more of an eighth scale style track in the winter time for the techno series because that's the other pinnacle event that we have. And it's for the big cars and those guys aren't near as demanding. I'm not saying that the, that the 10 scale guys are demanding in any way. What I meant was 
the surface doesn't require as much finesse. Yeah, exactly. Know? You know, yeah, it can be a little weird because eight scale guys, you know, they're, they want consistency too, but, but their big heavy cars don't necessarily need it as, as tight mm-hmm. as we keep it for the summer series. Yeah. So that formula worked really well, but then this year we had to change it up because we had this big 10 scale race in February. So I mm-hmm. moved our syndicate earlier and I made it October through, um, December. And then this was the last one. So January 2nd. And then the rest of January is all dirt racing first with eight scale this weekend. And then with 10 scale for the next four weeks, including the J concepts race. Mm-hmm. That way we can get some practice. Cause it's been a while, you know, since we've all been on dirt together, you know, a couple months. And also we haven't really raced 10 scale that often in the winter time. You know, right. other, other than Friday nights and Friday nights, the, the atmosphere is different and the track's way different. It doesn't have the grip. Mm-hmm. So that was the plan. And, uh, man, it, it, I mean, it seemed to work out the schedule wise. It seemed like it worked best for everybody. Right. Super chat. Really quick. We got a super chat from Peter Renault. And uh, of course the rules say that if we get a super chat, we got to answer the question. You ready? Yeah. This one's for I'm you. Ready. You ready for this one? Can you explain the difference between the associated two and three disc slippers and the new Octolock? Um, so on two wheel drive or four wheel drive? Well, he does have a B74, so it might be on the four wheel drive. Okay. So the four wheel drive, I, I believe like you'd want to run it. So the, the Octa, uh, like I have one on my, I, I run one on my two wheel, in the two pad configuration, but it has like those little like fingers, like in the, in the slipper clutch that, um, key into the, the spur gear. Mm-hmm. And what started that was on the 74. Sometimes the slipper would get so hot, like the, the, the regular stop sign style, style one would spin out of the, like, and you're running three, it would become unkeyed out of the, uh, spur gear. And the, the new one, it locks into that better. And, uh, I think since you, and honestly, like, since you have more surface area, mm-hmm. since all, all of those little fingers kind of go out into the spur gear without like being keyed in, cause like it, you have the, the stop sign one, there's less material there. I mean, not much, but just a little bit. Yeah. So having more material there and the, the fingers kind of directly going out is probably going to dissipate heat faster. Mm is your slipper like if you like let's say they get hot you know, you, yeah you set your slipper and on your bench and you you know do the wink, 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 and then you tighten it up and you wink, wink, and do that a couple of times your slipper if you touch it it'll probably burn you like it'll be too hot to touch yeah like just after a couple of ways and the um like on four-wheel drive i would pretty much always run three uh that's what i've had the best luck with on carpet um on dirt you'd want to run the center diff yeah and uh, it's really i think that the three the three pad one is just going to have more initial like lock in like it's just gonna it's gonna transfer more power quicker right and so like it's almost like if you're you know you pull throttle and your car is kind of like like kind of hard to control (laughs) you'd maybe try the two pad just to make the makes the um the slipper a little more linear 
but on on carpet for two wheel, I actually ran the three pad and then went back to the two. I couldn't tell a difference, oh. honestly. Um, but the new I run the new slipper on on dirt on my uh, two wheel drive with the two pad configuration. And I think it works. It works a little better than the okay. old one. I think it I think it just has to do with the more material directly touching the slipper pads or the slipper plate to dissipate heat quicker. Like I, I think it's more consistent. Sweet. Okay. Well, he said he didn't know if he should upgrade. So. Oh, do it. Yeah. Do just it. do it. Yeah. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet you won't feel a difference, but I bet your lap times are more consistent. Right. Let's get to these race results real quick. Um, okay. Just real quick. Yeah. yeah I'll try to burn through them. Cause I want to, I kind of want to talk about the points really too. Uh, yeah. Luckily on the carpet, there's not that many classes. Uh, Plexbeck had uh, Daniel Bender getting a TQ and a win. Mm-hmm. And Cody Mosier getting second. Uh, Cody finished just three seconds behind Daniel. But Daniel Daniel did really good. Um, I, I was watching him drive a little bit. He had little sparks of uh, consistency and, and being smooth. And he's a very setup-oriented young man. And you can kind of tell that by looking at his car. He reminds me of a young me. Yeah. Because I was always that way. <laughs> uh, little Carson Sanders, kid's little firecracker, um, got third. And then it was uh, Easton Mosier, Steve Wall, uh, Camden Mosier, Elliot Delaire, and Elliot Lenners. I don't think, I think he broke his car. So I think he was out. Uh, um, but Plexback was fun. Um, I did have the video up this week. So the, the, they should be on uh, live, live RC's streaming service. Mini tees, we had 14 mini tees uh, all together on the track at the same time. And I think uh, um, we got video of it from uh, Rod Case. Oh, and we didn't answer Nick's question about the mini tee thing. So here, here oh. so that reminds me, here's, uh, here's, here's the mini tee thing. Uh, I'm going to totally rip off an idea, which... I know we can kind of make fun of other tracks for doing that to, from us, but, um, but this one's, I'm going to give credit first and then I'm going to rip it off. So hey, at least we're honest about it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, I just snorted. Uh, that hooligan race was super awesome down there in South Carolina at beach. And I'm like, you know, what would be really funny is if we did a hooligan race with nothing but mini tees. Oh yeah, that'd be funny. So at the crash in, we're going to do a mini T hooligan race. And then I think I, I, we probably won't have time to do it at the J concepts race, but we're totally going to do a winner take all, uh, mini T hooligan race at the pro tech spring champs in April. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we are going to have at least, uh, some fun races on the dirt with mini T's. I'm not sure if we're ever going to have an actual race night though. You'd almost have to make a track on the oval. That's what I wanted to do in the, Emerson actually did a really good job of making a track on the oval, but it crumbled so quickly because it didn't get watered as much as the rest of the track. Well, that, and it's so much smaller. So you know how we said that the bigger cars didn't need as much finesse to prepare a track for, imagine how smooth, smooth that damn thing would have to be for, uh, uh, those little tiny cars under it. Yeah. And I, I don't think that the mini T was ever really designed like even back in the day yeah. at the mini T 10 scale or the mini T 18 scale nationals or whatever. Yeah. And 
Connecticut. Yeah. They were running them on cur- carpet back then. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think that those are ever really designed for I dirt. Think, I think a mini T race on the dirt oval would be hilarious. It'd be cool, man. Like I, <laughs> as long as it's smooth and yeah. nobody, nobody complains, as long as nobody complains, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we started out with like five in mod and five in stock. And then throughout the day, people kept going upstairs and buying mini tees and wanting to race. Yeah. So I would just, yeah, I'll just throw you in. So we threw everybody in. So in the end, there was like 14 of them and a couple of them, I didn't even enter the computer. They just wanted to run in the, in the, in the heat. And I was like, that's fine. But, uh, uh, it's kind of jumbled up, but, but Derek Wood um, won, uh, with mod Caden Bairdian got second. And I think Ashton Newton was the third place finisher with the mod guys. And then Easton Mosier, I believe one stock Phil Palmer who never qualifies. He just runs the main finished second. And then I think it was, uh, Steve Eichler and it ended up finishing third. There was so many ball cups popping off. It was insane. We started count- like Tom was marshalling and, uh, we started keeping like a tally of how many uh, ball cups were popping. It was basically one a lap from a, from usually from a mini B. Yeah. So those TLR ball cups, man, they're hanging in there. It's, a, it's nothing. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, stadium truck, stadium truck. So uh, Caden Bairden finally got a TQ and a win. Um, I think he, uh, I think he's TQ'd a couple times, but ended, but uh, early in the year, I ended up passing him at one point. And then uh, I think another time he, he, him and Dayton like crashed together at one point. So he finally got up there and uh, got a TQ and a win. Dayton Mosier was second and uh, John Bairding was three. His dad finished third. Um, Wes Hicks finished fourth. Ryan Hodgson was fifth. Michael McKnight was sixth. Kurt Benson was seventh and Ashton Newton was eighth. And I think it was the McKnight's first time down here. Uh, so they seem to have a good time Two will mod. This one's a barn burner and I got it on video. I posted it earlier on our YouTube channel. Um, Tom Rinderneck TQ'd, but he crashed first lap. I think it was first lap, maybe a second lap. It doesn't matter. Mason Fuller got around him. Mason, I had a pretty big lead cause I think Tom got marshaled in eighth, eighth place or really close to it. And he had to, and he had to kind of work his way back up. Uh, Aiden Olson finished third. Caden Fuller was fourth. Uh, Caden Barney was fifth. Ethan Delaire was sixth. David Peebler was seventh and Derek Wood was eighth. It was just a, it, it wasn't rough. It was just, a. um, everybody was really going for passes in this one. So it was, it was good racing. Uh, a couple just like Ethan Delaire just got really unlucky a couple times. Like he would pass and then, and then flip in the next corner or he would pass and they'd get together and, or get hung up in traffic once or something like that. Uh, Aiden Olson was uh, really smooth getting through that. Uh, him is, he was getting pressure with Fuller and, and uh, Ethan and David, they were all kind of together there. Derek Wood was in there and, and, um, but he bounced around a few times. So it was just, uh, it was crazy. Tom tried his best to track Mason down. Um, he kept hot lapping it. And I think he, at one point the gap was six seconds and I think he chopped it down to like nine tenths of a second at the end or something like that. Wow. Yeah. He crashed one more time, right? At, right. Like the second or third lap from the end. And I think that pretty much sealed the deal. So, but Mason seemed to have a good time. That's the first time I think he's had a, a good run on with the, uh, with the pins. So, yeah. Uh, expert buggy. Um, you had uh, Dayton Mosier taking the TQ and winning this one. Mike Sanders was close. Uh, he hadn't won this year. He finished second a lot. 
Um, he had the lead at one point in this one. Um, him and David were really close together all day. They were really close in qualifying and then in the mains. Uh, Peevler finished third. John Bairding was fourth. Chance Rolk was, uh, was fifth. Tyler Brinkroft was sixth. Dylan Reef was seventh. And Caden Sanders was eighth. The thing about this race was that David and, and Chance were very close in points. And Chance got in big time trouble at the start of this race. And uh, speaking of that, he's got new cars because he's sponsored by Associated now. Yeah. And uh, so he was running all of his new stuff. So it, I think he was still kind of figuring it all out a little bit. Um, but he ended up qualifying second. But in the main, I mean, at one point he was either last or seventh for a good chunk of it. And David was not. David was up in like second and third. And I think on the last couple laps, Chance kind of worked his way back up to fifth. And I think if he wouldn't have finished fifth, I think the points would have been a little bit different. Independent buggy. Joe Schnoes got a win to finish off the year. Uh, qualified fourth, finished first. Uh, Jake Poteet finished second. Dylan Reef was third. Jeff Thorson uh, was fourth. I believe that's Jeff's first time on our carpet. I think he's been overrunning dirt uh, in the summer series and stuff. Uh, Phil Palmer was fifth. Jana Peevler was sixth. TJ Williams was seventh. And uh, Kenny Danley, he, uh, there was something wrong with his car today or yesterday or whatever day it is and uh, finished eighth. Um, and then finally in four-wheel drive, you had uh, Chance Rolk getting the TQ and a win. Uh, David Peevler finished second. Nick Pavlo was third. Mike Sanders was fourth. Dayton Moser was fifth. Tyler Brinkeroff was sixth. Matt Moser was seventh and Wes Hicks was eighth. Um, 13-5 again was very close in points between Chance and David. But Chance kind of had this one from the get-go. So it, uh, he, did, he, he found something with his previous cars early, you know, and kind of rode that out until this week and still did really good. So, yeah, let's go to dirt oval real fast. So we, we go from Saturday carpet off-road with 111 entries to dirt oval, which only had 67 entries. And I only, I say only because the previous couple rounds we've been hitting 80. Yeah. But if this were three years, two years ago, 67 would have been a knock out of the park for us. Right. So it was still a great day. The mains, I tried to watch some of the mains, um, but I was getting, I was kind of getting everything ready because I had to stay uh, last night and really start working on the track. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, I, I have trouble racing dirt oval because every, every time I've raced dirt oval, I've gotten hit from lapped cars. Right. Most of the time I've gotten just completely cleaned out by a lap car. Like they don't get out of your way. And if they do get out of the way, yeah. it seems like they run into you right after that. <laughs> either that yeah. or either that or you got to drive extremely defensively uh, when, when you're racing out there. And part of it's because the track's a little bit small and, and, and we're going so fast, but, but I have a hard time mentally keeping myself from freaking out when I race dirt oval. And yeah. I watch these mains and I mean, some guys can get a little bit vocal, but for the most part, everybody's just like, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You know? So I have a hard time watching the races. Cause I'm like, oof, like if that was me, I'd be like, screw this. <laughs> yeah. There'd well, be a, lot of there'd be a car. Like there'd be a car with a big old footmark on it. You know? Yeah. Well, you have to run those cars so loose to go fast. So it's like, they're already on the ragged edge. And yeah. Somebody like barely touches it at the wrong point and it, 
it spins out just because it's almost spinning out all the time. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, so SC modified, um, 13.5 SC mod. It's kind of confusing. It's not modified motors. It's 13.5 SC mod. You had uh, Chris flower had, uh, um, took the TQ in a win. Greg Hart got second. Uh, shaggy was there. He got third. Uh, Trevor Langdow was fourth. Shane Nielsen was fifth. And Chris Lasney, uh, looks like he broke out early. And, uh, let's see. Then we move on to B mod and there was only three cars. Uh, Wyatt Sprague took the wind. Rod Clark was second. Dalton Hallbaker was third. And then you move on to my favorite class in uh, dirt oval, which is called mud boss. Mm-hmm. Now these are basically just tracks of slashes with, uh, with modified bodies on them, but I love the name mud boss. Boss the mud. Yeah. Uh, Matt Solberg, uh, qualified second, finished first. Jim Langdow qualified second, finished or qualified first, finished second. Carter Langdow was third. Chad Williamson was fourth. Chris Lasney was fifth. Rob Jensen was sixth. Uh, Tim Hofwalt was seventh and John Peterson was eighth. And then 410 sprint. Wow. They got it. They got the mod guys done early. So kind of the usual suspects here, Craig Moline with a TQ and a win. Brandon Heitschuh finished second. It's usually one of those two in this, in this class. Um, Ninja, who I found out was uh, Mike Lafferty, uh, finished third. Our boy, uh, Wade Gehring, finished fourth. Um, our other boy, who's actually a boy, Nate Sutherland, uh, he finished fifth. <laughs> uh, Mike Archer was sixth. Bob Hamilton in the wiener truck was uh, seventh. Craig Ferguson was eighth. And they put in a ninth car out there. Phil Beardshire looks like he broke out and finished ninth. Nine cars on that track. Woo. I mean, it is what our track is fine. Don't get me wrong. I've seen video. What drives me nuts is when we first moved the track over there, it was small. It was a tiny little paper clip, but I, you know, I've sort of gradually made it bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think now it's a very decent sized dirt oval. It's not too big. It's definitely not small. And I've seen video of other tracks that these guys go to that's smaller than ours. Right. But nine cars seems like a lot. If oh, it was yeah. just me, but what are you going to do if you got, if you got nine and it's like when I put nine in mod two wheel at the syndicate on the carpet, like nine cars, eight, eight cars is enough on carpet off-road on our size carpet off-road. I think 10, is, yeah. 10 would be rough. Yeah, a lot of it, you know, we could probably do 10 cars if we had, you know, everybody was just as fast as the first place vehicle. And that's true. But these, these we, guys we, that race four ten are all pretty good. Yeah. Like we have, uh, it's the, it's the, when you have a class that has a lot of, uh, skill differential from first to right. Uh, that's nine, when, it, that's when it gets hard. Yeah. Uh, this SC modified that they were actually running mod motors. Uh, so Paul Bowden, uh, got a TQ and a win. Matt Solberg qualified second, finished second. Jim Langdo from the sixth spot up to third. There's taco in fourth. Who's taco. Can you ever figure that out? Kind of, to be honest with you, I, I kind of don't know his first name either, but I know that he comes from, uh, I believe St. Joe. Okay. And, uh, he told, I, I, I believe it's the guy that he he's, he's 
he came up and got some stuff. And then he reminded me that, um, he started the MDRA back in the day. Oh, and that, was, that was a dirt oval thing. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Chad Williamson was fifth. Uh, Tony Nuria was sixth. Chris flower was seventh and Carter Langdo was eighth. I hope I'm getting the Langdo last name correctly. Shane says he knows who that is. Well, instead of saying, you know who that is on the chat, why don't you just write the guy's name out so that we can say who that is? Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Late model, late model, Craig Moline. TQ and win. Craig Ferguson was second. Nate Sutherland qualified fourth, fourth, finished third. Bob Hamilton finished fourth. Brandon Heights, you dropped down to third. Uh, Dalton Hallbaker was sixth. Matt Solberg was seventh. And Paul Bowden was eighth. And then we got two more street stock. Tim Sutherland took the win in street stock. And three weeks ago, he couldn't keep his car straight. Like I, unfortunately I took video of it and put it on YouTube, but he was like, dude, why didn't you get video of me this week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. Man, I loved him. He's a man. Yeah. He's Everybody always, wishes it could be as cool he's as always, Tim. He's always volunteer marshaling. He's always volunteering to blow the track off. He's, you know, he's, he's bringing his kid everywhere. So One of the coolest guys in RC. He's got a beard. Uh, Dalton Hallbaker was second. Tony Nier was third. Steve Foster was fourth. Jim Harden was fifth. John Peterson was sixth. And Shane Nielsen was seventh. And then finally, the big show, the 360 Sprint. This is the biggest class they, they have, so he runs it last. Um, Craig Moline, another TQ to win. Got the, uh, nice. got the sweep, uh, Craig Ferguson from fifth to second and Nate Sutherland got another third. Uh, Lafferty was fourth. Mike Archer was fifth. Phil Beercher was sixth. Wade Gehring was seventh and Derek Sprague was eighth. And then finally, before we get to questions, uh, I want to go over the points really quick for the syndicate. I forgot. And, uh, just, just to, just to wrap it up for everybody. We're just going to do top three because that's where, uh, well, should we do top three? Top we, three? we only gave trophies to the top three. So did we do top three? Yeah. yeah let's right. do top three. All right. Uh, so 13.5 four-wheel drive had Mike Sanders in third, David Peevler in second, and Chance Rolk uh, took the uh, Syndicate Series win. 502 to 500 for the f- between first and second. Woo! David had more TQs, but Chance had more wins. 13.5 Stadium Truck. Uh, Dayton Mosier finished third. Caden Bairding was second, and I took the win in this one. I had four TQs, but five wins. So I wrapped it up in week five. Nice. I, got to, I actually got to sell my truck. I sold my truck on eBay. And then let's move on to uh, expert two-wheel drive buggy. Uh, the same top three from 13.5 Wheeler. Mike Sanders uh, finished third. David Peevler was second. And Chance Rolk took the win. It was 499 to 498. David just needed Chance to screw up in the last one. And it didn't quite, it didn't really happen. Chance had uh, more, he had three TQs to David's two and four wins to David's two. Um, Dayton Mosier had the other two wins in the round, but his throwout was a 94 to Mike Sanders, 96. So that's why he's, he, there was a tie for third, but, uh, Mike had the better throw out, throw out independent two wheel drive buggy. Nate Hogan Miller, uh, finished third. 
He was tied with Joe Schnoes for points, but uh, again, Joe had the better throwout. And then Jake Poteet uh, took the win. It was 497 to 494. And I think, I think that Independent Buggy actually had more different winners than any other class. I'm pretty sure is how that works. Looks like Kenny Danley got a couple wins. Phil Palmer had a win. And then both Joe, Nathan, and uh, Jake had a couple wins. So that was interesting. Nice. Uh, Mini T stock went to Jake Poteet. And then um, uh, I hope I gave the trophies out right. Because uh, it, 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 it only showed who made five rounds. So I actually have, a I think, a second place Mini T trophy hanging around somewhere. Mod Mini T was um, Derek Wood. Kevin yeah. Bearden got second. And then Grant Noonan got third. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mod two wheel, Tom Rinnernecht, uh got the win. He was worried that he missed too many rounds. I was like, no, dude, you only missed two rounds. You're good. I think he locked it up last round, actually. Um, but he, he, ran, he ran anyways. Uh, so, because why not? Because it's fun. Otherwise, it's not fun. Um, Aiden Olson got third. Ethan Dallaire finished second. And Tom Rinnernecht took the win. And it wasn't really that close. It was 504 to 495 to 491. And, uh, uh, Tom Rinderneck got five wins. Ethan got one and Derek Wood snagged a win in there. I kind of wondered if I took carpet as seriously as I did last year, if I'd still would have won. Yeah. I don't know. Or if I'd still done well, I think you would have done really well. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody crashed. Even Tom, um, Plexbeck. So Plexbeck had, uh, Carson Sanders with a third place in Plex, uh, Grant Noonan. Uh, didn't make the last round, but still had enough points to finish second. And then Daniel Bender, I'm pretty sure he locked it up last, last week or a couple of weeks ago, uh, took the win. So it was 503 to 489 to 485. So it was a pretty big split between the kiddos racing in, uh, Lexpec. So that's it. That wraps up our, uh, syndicate for, for this one. Uh, the next carpet racing will be February 13th. That starts our triple scoop. That's what I'm calling it because everybody uses triple crown. Yeah. It's a triple scoop of carpet. And the uh, top three in each class are going to get a gift certificate to Zestos. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? Uh, you want to get some questions? Sure. All right. Let's get to some questions real fast because there was, there was some good ones in here. Let's see. Starting from the top here. Michael Root wants to know if we've ever caught the thieves that stole from the Plex a few months ago. The answer is no. Good question. They're wearing masks. We we actually talked about this today in our managers meeting, and unfortunately, they're wearing masks. It's pretty hard to locate the guys when you can't see their face. So, yeah, that one kind of sucked. The if I if we didn't have the mask mandate and they weren't wearing anything, I mean, we probably with the magic of Facebook, we probably could have caught them again, but. Uh, not saying it's open season on stealing from us because we've got really good cameras and, and also, you know, the way we have our store set up, it's still pretty difficult to do, but, uh, nope, nope, not yet. Um, we did catch the other two though. And I actually went to the sentencing on the, on one of them or it was yeah. a sentencing. No, I, no, it wasn't really a trial. Like, like I got a summons to go to court in case they had to have me as a witness. And then he pled yeah. guilty because of course he was guilty. Yeah. 
Were you just like, woo? <laughs> no, you had to be like super quiet. Otherwise you'd get yeah. uh, contempt of court or whatever. Oh, I would actually, I was sitting there going cause they didn't. So he got, he got sentenced at the same time. Like he, he pled guilty and then the guy sentenced him to whatever. And it was another, he had already served some time. So he had some time added on to his time that he had done or whatever it was. I don't know. But I was sitting there. I almost wanted to say, Hey, wait a minute. Don't we get any money back? Yeah. Like that first, that was frustrating because I'm like, wait a minute. He gets to, he gets to keep the car or whatever he did with it and just sit in jail for 90 days and we don't get anything. Yeah. That was weird to me. I used to imagine you there with like one of those like drinky hats with like two beers <laughs> in it and like a big foam finger and like a, like a noisemaker in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hot dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just excited to be there. <laughs> anyway, I, it, going to court for me is like going to a hospital. I just, I just keep my mouth shut, be really quiet and just try not to make a scene. Cause I've been to court yeah. now a couple times for traffic violations and the, the both times I've got out of it. So whatever I'm doing seems to be fine, but I didn't want to do anything dumb. Yeah. I, uh, I've never been to court before. Hmm. Uh, Steve RC, what is a food chain with horizon hobby? It seems they own a crap load of companies. So I'm they not, sure do. I'm not necessarily sure what you mean by food chain, but, but they do. And it, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to be a successful company, then you have the benefit of purchasing hobby companies, I guess. I mean, it, it does make it easier on the hobby shops to have everything kind of in one distributor. Yeah. And so far, like all the, all the things that were said when, when they bought Losi back in the day, I remember was, oh my gosh, Losi stuff's going to get so expensive now. It's going to, you know, everything's going to be ruined and blah, 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 blah. And, and it, none of that came to attrition or came to, came to reality, mm -hmm. you know? So I think the same thing kind of applies here. You know, they, they, they're definitely the benefactor of Great Plains going away. You know, they, they took on a lot of their, a lot of their, uh, companies that they had, uh, control over and, and, and owned, you know, Axial, Arma. Right. And they're doing really yeah. good things with Axial and Arma now, mm -hmm. you know? So what are you going to do? It's, it's just, con you know, they're consolidating supply, I guess. It's, just, it's, it's a good thing for hobby stores in a way. Cause you don't have to, you don't have to go with, uh, what really sucks is going direct to everybody. If you're a store like us that does the volume we do and we're always busy, trying to do all these direct orders is a nightmare. A, keep it track. You got to keep track of them. And then B, just, just trying to get the right stuff where you have something like where you have an entity like Horizon Hobby. There's ways to, you know, help your customer out in ways that's not normally available to you if you, if you went a different route. I, it's, it's definitely, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. At least not yet. It's just, I haven't seen it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't order anything from, from them. I haven't had a need to. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I really don't have an opinion. And it is nice having team associated back at horizon. Cause for a little while there, they weren't right. That was a bonehead move in my opinion. Distributing. Yeah. Distributing, is. not owning, but just distributing. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't like that move back in the day. I think it was 2011. 
that went on for a little while. Mad Thunder 2, he's back on here tonight. He wants to know uh, how come F1 Pancar isn't as popular as other classes? They're freaking hard to drive. <laughs> yeah. It's more of like, because the scale speed is so much faster than what they would be going in real life. So those cars, when they're going triple the mile an hour that they would normally, it's like they're, I don't know. It's just like something weird happens to where they lengthen that chassis and narrow it up and it just is broken. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to find a good F1 car. They've gotten a lot better. I mean, I've driven Kenny's once or twice and, and compared mm-hmm. to the F102 that I used to have, is it F102 or F104? Which one's the two wheel drive be. one? Cause they had a four wheel drive one. Two which didn't make any yeah. sense, but there was, but the two wheel drive one that I had was a while ago compared to that one. Like, like these drive better, but they're still really weird. They're, they're darty and they, they, I don't know. This is weird, but it was a lot worse on gray carpet on black carpet. They're actually, they're not terrible. Yeah. You know? I've thought about it. That exotech car looks freaking sweet, mm-hmm. but you got to buy the exotech car and then you got to get their upgraded axle. So it's like Uber money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, in my opinion, it's because they don't drive near as good as a four wheel drive touring car. Yeah. Or 12 scale. 12 scales drive way better. Plus they're running with rubber tires too. I bet you if they had foam tires that they might drive a little bit better. I think so. Let's see. Uh, Papanow's on here. Brady, he wants to know uh, any tips for a newish racer going to the J Concepts race. Practice with the setup you like, and then uh, just run that setup, maybe tweak it a little bit, and then uh, just make sure your tires are right. Yeah. Tires, tires, tires. Yeah. Tires are way more important than your overall car setup. Like, tires are, tires are your car setup. And then just learning the layout, and then not being frustrated with, with the, the lines for practice. Yeah. And tech, if you're running spec. Um, you know, little things like that. If you've never been to one of those races uh, before where the line goes all the way to the, to the stairs. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just part of it. I'm going to try to make it easier. I'm going to try to break it down by class type. So like I'm going to take how many buggies we have signed up and just, and how many trucks we have signed up and just and look at it and go, okay, buggies are going to get two hours, a two hour block here. And then trucks, and then, you know, uh, a five minute run for beginners because there's only one heat and then, and then we'll do it again. We'll probably do, you know, get four of those in a day yeah. before, before seating, you know, one thing that I wish that a track would enforce, I'm not saying we need to do this, but me being a, a one, one man show at these events, um, it does get frustrating when people are standing in line holding like three radios Yeah, and then, and then like, three or four people come up in front of you and then you don't make the next heat and they had just run and just marshaled or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that always really grinds my gears. Yeah. There's some, there's some, there's definitely a lot of douchery when it comes to practice at these events of ours. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I know at smack track when I went down there and I didn't know that they did this, but they had you, they had you marshaled before your race or before Mm -hmm. your practice. Yeah. Which I could see working down there, but on our huge track, I think it would take longer to, to get the up, yeah. and da- to get the up and down done. 
It probably know? would. I just, I just wish that there somebody would do a rule like you you must wait in line with your radio or something like that. Yeah. Cause it, it, cause like you have guys, they'll get like an extra four practice sessions in a, in a block. Yeah. And it, and it sucks. I mean, when you're one guy, like you just lost, like and they'll have, they'll go run their car, have their guy in line and go change something on their car and come back and then just go right to the front of the line. Yeah. Like you're, you're lo- like you, you're pretty much I mean, you have a chance, but I mean, it's, you're, you're definitely behind the eight ball a little yeah. bit compared to that. Like, how do you compete with that? Yeah, I know. Or even just getting runs on your tires. Right. Like it, it just sucks. I hate that. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, maybe yeah, yeah, some, just, some, some tracks do like a, uh, uh, like a tea time type thing too. Yeah. I'd love to do stuff like that. If, if we had help, <laughs> which doesn't exist at our place. Right. I always kind of thought it'd be neat if we just set up the heats. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, your, that's how Roar does it. Heats. That's how Roar does yeah. it. Yeah. That would, that would totally negate all of that instead yeah. of just like a free for all. But, you know, I'm sure some people, would com- the guys that have a guy to stand in line would probably be the ones that complain. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hear you. There's no good right answer. There's no right answer yeah. for that stuff either. Right. No, I, I, I should like other than pay, no, no practice, no practice. <laughs> well, I mean, they, the, the answer is, is just to like set the heats up and then just have your, you run your heats. But yeah. That, that would be the only thing that I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. H mad thunder again. HPI is making a return. <laughs> Do you think they'll be able to compete with Traxxas and Arma? Uh, okay. So where are we getting the information that HPI is making a return? Because I've been told that HPI has been making a return for about the last, what is it? 10 years now? Yeah. I I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I and mean, pretty much when Testman's left, that was their last. Well, that's job. hot bodies though. Yeah, not that even, is hot bodies. Not even Never HPI. Mind. HPI right. just went, went, went the way of the Dodo here in the States. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. I, we get guys coming out with savages and stuff and, and, you know, there's no parts available, available. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, dude, I'll believe it when I see it. I was, I remember at the convention, the hobby town convention a couple of years ago, they had an HPI booth and there was a new guy there and, and, uh, I, you know, we introduced ourselves and talked. He's like, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to do all this stuff. And all we ever got a hold over like HPI sprints, like the drift cars and stuff, which we ordered cause they're cool looking. That's what people buy those cause they're cool looking. Yeah. But, but the stuff that people really wanted, like, you know, savages and savage parts and, you know, um, mainly that main and HBFIB stuff. Yeah. It was gone. And mm-hmm. I've, I've never, I haven't seen it yet. And yeah, I think the market's totally different. I think, I think now in the basher market, you have Traxxas or Arma. There's other companies that have been trying to kind of crowd in. You've got the Corrali stuff, which is basically just Arma stuff. Uh, either rip off or rebadge. I'm not really sure how that works out, but it's pretty much narrowed itself down to those two. I can't see a third one. It's kind of like team associated and low. So you, I, I can't really see a third one making any moves on that right now. Right. That's just my opinion too. But that from what I see as, as, as a hobby shop guy, you know, mm-hmm. I think that'd be really difficult. Mad Thunder's going to 
Also wanted to uh, kind of back up what he said about the F1 stuff is on road, not being popular in the USA. Why is it a thing? He takes a look at other countries and it seems like it's very healthy. Is, is it real or is it just him? And I think we've talked about this before. This comes up every once in a while. I think, yeah. I, I think on road has its pockets of popularity, especially in the North Northern States where, it, where it's cold and carpet racing mm-hmm. is, is more common. Yeah. But it's definitely down from its heyday. You know, yeah. 2000, probably 2000, about 2008, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty much when everything went to carbon fiber cars. Yeah. When it became a lot less popular. Is it just became like the cars just came absolute became absolutely disposable. Yeah. At that point. But that's kind of what killed it. They priced themselves out of it. Yeah. They definitely priced themselves out of it a lot. I um on roads on roads kind of hit and miss sometimes. The on road winter series this year is we're not getting numbers like like last year. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe COVID has something to do with that. Could be a different crowd. That's what I think more than anything. I'd guess. <laughs> uh, Lynn Nelson wants to know for marking pit spots ahead of, uh, ahead of time for this weekend's techno series. The answer is no, it's open seating. You only get four feet. So all of us that were used to getting eight feet during the uh, COVID stuff. Now we uh, now now we're back to four feet. So I get to be the pit Nazi once again, no soup for you. Why aren't you guys watching the junior hockey RN? I don't know what that is. Well, I know what junior hockey is, but I don't really watch sports that much. Do you? Yeah, I pretty much just watch uh, our local college football team get beat every week. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, I, then I watch the um, Kansas City Chiefs totally dominate. Uh, Those are the only two yeah, I don't, sport games, I don't care about games I watch. The only sport that I actually give a crap about that I will sit down and watch anymore. And I was, it's funny cause I was going to bring this up was uh supercross. Yeah. I don't even get a chance to watch motocross anymore, but I love supercross and I'm going to buy the supercross package or whatever it is. So I can actually watch it this year. Like I, I watch supercross, but I mean, that's, that's like motorsports stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't consider that like the same, uh, is like a ball game. Yeah. It's just two different, two different like segments. That's true. And I, I think that, I think that, you know, riding a motorcycle like that is actually more difficult, way more difficult or driving a race car. Like their core has got to be crazy on those guys. Workout wise. I I would argue that all day. You don't see any fat supercross guys unless it's, unless it's like, you know, uh, like leisure type, you know, 40, Mm -hmm. 40 plus racing at the fair or something like that. Yeah. And people would say, Oh, why isn't there as many people that do it? expensive yeah that's racing true. anything is expensive yeah that's <laughs> like, totally true you can't just go out and practice your heart out like you gotta have good stuff so just to say i don't it's not that i don't like hockey it's just that around here in nebraska i don't i don't even know where i would be able to watch it anymore at yeah i've just never been into hockey well as a little kid when mighty ducks came out i liked hockey then but um Omaha's got the Lancers and I've, I've actually gone to a Lancer game once or twice, but that's about it. Yeah. I've gone to some stars games here, but yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's like, I don't go out of my way and nothing against it, but you know, just isn't that popular. Less maintenance, low C or associated for one tenth scale. Associated. Yeah. 
I, I, I think so. Angry. Easier maintenance too. Right now, right now it takes like 14 screws to change the diff out on a low C car. That's, that's still a big gripe of mine. Yeah. Nothing against low C, but I definitely think the associated cars, it's like I have a setup on my car right now. I've been running since July, took it down to Kansas city as fifth overall in two wheel. I didn't change anything on my car and I'm going to practice with this thing and it's probably going to be good. I mean, not to say I don't maintenance my car, but I mean, I definitely maintenance it, but yeah. Um, I, I think they all require a certain level. Yeah. I haven't driven a low C car in 12 years. So, um, I guess I don't know, Yeah, but, uh, they, I mean, they're definitely both are, you know, it's going to be good equipment, but, um, I think that for ease of use, it's pretty much just the diff that sets, separates the two vehicles, like for maintenance, it's definitely easier to maintenance a yeah. associated car just because of the diff. But, um, that's really the only thing. And, you know, really, I mean, just because it takes longer to take the low C diff out and like maintenance it or change, you know, change the diff or whatever you're going to do, it probably just makes it seem like there's more work or more maintenance involved. But yeah, I mean, really they're probably both about the same. Last one, last one. Then we got to go. Cause we're running, we're running way long on this one. I kind of figured we would. Yeah, it's but, fine. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Steve RC just wants to know what is Blinky. He doesn't know what Blinky is. Blinky is uh, no timing in your speed control. So everybody has like all the horsepower is coming from the motor. Like you're not, you're not cranking the timing on your uh, speed controller to, to, to get like that timing advancement to put that high drain on your battery to go faster. So um, it's pretty much a way that, um, you can make a speed control that make it show a way that it has no timing. So it's like it blinks. It's like, Hey, I got no timing in me, you know, and there's a lot of popular brands of speed controls that do that. That's just kind of the, what it, like the, the set, uh, standard for showing that, Hey, I'm not running timing at blinks. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it. There, there was member, um, in like 2010, when uh, the Tekken speed control had like six degrees of timing and blinking. Yes. You remember that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and and uh, I, Tim, or because I ran ran that speed control, it's like, man, my car's like way faster than everybody else. This is awesome. <laughs> in on road and 21.5. And Tim uh, was like, yeah, that thing's got six degrees of timing in it and blinking. I'm like, oh. I'm never updating this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never update the software in this thing then. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, good show tonight. Thanks for tuning in. I think at we at our peak we had close to 30, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's badass. So um anyways. This show is brought to you by Yeah, thank you. Uh this show <laughs> is uh brought to you by uh Pivot Lending Group. And uh you can find them at pivotlending.com. Uh, you can, uh, get a hold of Don Zoller or if you must try to get a hold of Aiden Olson dad, but he's pretty hard to get hold of. He's supposed to be here tonight and he's not here. Yeah. I just call Aiden Olson's dad though. If you uh, get something done with them, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your rate. And, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. So yeah, I'd get to 1.125, you know? Yeah, totally. Thank you guys. 
And uh, yeah, Shane's on here. He's like, don't forget to send my dad uh, the shipping number for his crawler. Yes, I will. I will try to remember that when I get to the track. I, st- I got another time. Is it 830? Holy crap. I got another like six hours to go at least. Yeah. So, the, the more you ask, the more yeah, days the longer it's going to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. So with that, we better go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging in there. Sorry for the late start, but we have a whole, there's a whole new setup in here. And sometimes the YouTube live stream thing doesn't quite connect and we got to like restart a computer and and have it reconnect or something like that. I don't know, something stupid, but uh, we figured it out. We had to get more AOL minutes. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) All right. We will, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.